Rosie remind me of that creepy professor from Harry Potter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Snape right now? Is yeah. that what we're doing? <laughs> no. Yeah. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. We have a roller coaster today. We're getting back into the dark academia. But before we get into that, Sav, how are you doing? I am so good because I saw Barbie this weekend and I am here to sing the Barbie praise. And I think that the hype is real and I just loved it so much. I can't wait for you to see it so we can discuss. I know. I don't even have tickets for anything. Not for Barbie, not for Oppenheimer I don't have tickets for anything it was so good I quite literally cried the whole time I didn't realize that it was gonna make me sad I just I felt a lot of things during the Barbie movie and like when we left I was so quiet and we got home and Seth was like are you okay I just burst into tears <laughs> it was like a lot of big emotions during Barbie so yeah I cried the whole time cried when I got home but it was a good cry cathartic cry this is everybody said that like Barbie like blew their expectations out of the water. I mean, it was really freaking good. Like I can't even complain. To be totally honest, I don't know. I kind of want to wait until it comes out and watch it at home. No, I think seeing all the girlies showing up in pink and being so excited—that's like part of it. Because it's like the whole thing is like a feminist fucking power anthem, and so being surrounded by a bunch of women who like got really excited about it I think that that was the best part have you did you wear pink no I didn't even think about it to be honest I when we go to the movies I look like a gremlin like I need my tub of popcorn my large coke icy and to hit a bathroom break beforehand and then just like you know snuggle up I'm the same way I'm not getting dressed up for a movie jeans no no. straight gremlin (laughs) But there were so many people dressed up. I thought it was so cute. I saw somebody saying that like this year has been so fun so far because you had people dressing up for the heiress tour, for Beyonce's tour, for Barbies. Like it's just like the year just dressing up for everything. Yeah. I have to say one of my biggest regrets in life now that I'm seeing the end of it all over TikTok and I think we're going to get a documentary is not going to Harry Styles Love on Tour. I just like... His last show, I watched it on fucking TikTok Live like a psychopath. <laughs> watched the whole thing. And he's crying at the end. I'm crying. It's a concert I didn't even freaking go to. But that is my current life's biggest regret is not going to Harry Styles. Yeah, I had friends who went and they said it was just like the best time of their life. But I don't know. I just never, I like Harry Styles. But I was never like eager to go to his show. <gasps> Oh, see, if I had to pick Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, I would have a really hard time. Like, I cannot give you an answer at this moment. I'm going to Eris. It was just like the vibe that he created was so wholesome. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to release a documentary. And I will be, again, I will watch that. Like, maybe I'm not a very good litmus test of if a movie is actually going to make you cry or not, because I cry at quite literally every movie. Commercials, TV shows, you name it. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Can't help it. Anyway, that's my little spiel. What about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. So I went to watch a show yesterday. So in Atlanta, we had the Fox Theater. And so my boyfriend got his tickets. And I've been wanting to see. So Wicked is about the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz. And I wanted to be completely surprised. I didn't want to know anything about the show, anything where we were sitting or anything. And so it was just like the best day. And the show, the play is so good. Big redemption arc for the Wicked Witch of the West. I love so much that you have recently discovered Wicked. Like, please welcome the rest of us in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we got out. And like, you know, when you like want to tell somebody something, you just like hit them kind of like on the chest. We're in the middle <laughs> of the play. 
I just like hit my boyfriend. I was like, see, the witch was never bad. <laughs> well, and you know, Ariana Grande is going to be Alphaba in the fucking movie. Yes, but I saw it due to the strikes. That movie's not coming out until like 2030. No, I think that it'll be out sooner because apparently what I saw on a headline is that they only had like 10 to 15 minutes of filming left. So if they can just sneak in and do that. I think that they'll be, like, relatively on track. Okay. Because I would, like, I was saying, like, this is, like, a show that I would want to go to, like, once a year. I have seen Wicked before. I mean, great play. I love that you just discovered. (laughs) I didn't know that you didn't know what Wicked was. I thought that you wanted to see Wicked because it was Wicked. You know what I mean? No, I just knew because I like The Wizard of Oz. So I knew it was about, like, the witch or the wizard, like, the witch in it. But I knew nothing about it. And it was also really cool because people were dressed to the nines. Oh, like, yeah. It was really cool. Like, people were super dressed up. A lot of, like, younger girls had, like, little witch dolls with them cute. and, like, holding them in their seats. And it was so cute. I personally think that Wicked has one of the best soundtracks of all time. Yes. Banger so, after banger after banger. I definitely want to go to more shows. And if you are in Atlanta... I did not know that the Fox also will show movies. So for $15 at the end of August, you can go watch Twilight. Uh, Yeah. Twilight is going to be there. They're doing Star Wars. All of these movies. For $15. That's like a theater ticket. Gasping for breath that they're doing Twilight. Apparently, this is what I heard through the grapevine, that they're going to air all four twilight movies like you buy one ticket you get to see all four it's like a marathon day in theaters this fall and you will find me there i will be busy that weekend watching all four twilight movies in one day one of my best friends her and her boyfriend are going to like they're going to forks washington Uh, in october so they're going to do that whole trip in October. It's going to be the spooky, rainy weather. Mm. It's going to be perfect. I just am a Twilight girly at my core. I don't care if it's cringy. I don't care if it's chuggy. It's who I am. It's a part of me, and I'm not willing to let it go at this time or ever. I, I love, love Twilight. I can't let Twilight go. I will not. If I'm sick, I'm curling up on my couch with a big blanket, putting Twilight on. No question. Twilight Girl through and through, but Summer I Turned Pretty, I need you to watch it. I cry every single episode. That is gut-wrenching. I haven't restarted the Summer I Turned Pretty because Love Island UK and Love Island USA are both on right now, which is 10 hours of Love Island content a week. I have a part-time job, and my That's part-time job is watching Love Island. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. I am getting up. I am clocking in. It is both seasons are so different because USA just started last week and UK is in like week six or week seven. So, so different. So fucking good. Love Island USA is so trashy. These people are making out on day one. Day two, we are tongue down throat. Whereas Love Island UK, they're like holding hands on week two and that's like a big deal. So very different vibes. I just, I love Love Island so much. Anyone, please, you're welcome to discuss. Because we all know I'm not. <laughs> You're not going to watch. No, it's honestly so much work at this point. I am it, invested. It is. And I just can't make that investment at the time. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm getting on my Zoom and watching the Speaking of investments, what are you currently reading? So I finished Broken Beauty. And I am halfway done with Crimson River. And this is the thing. I have come on here. I don't like small town romances. But the thing about the Eden series is they are all so different that I'm just completely hooked by the series. So this one is the sister goes hiking and she's almost murdered, like attempted murdered. Oh, shit. So and like everyone knows the Edens are a really big deal. So, of course, she like goes to the hospital. Her sister works at the hospital. Her sister-in-law is chief of police. So this like alert comes out like what happened. This guy is an old, he's like her age, like early 30s. He is like a retired detective who this cold case like led him to quit. And he is looking for the man that almost murdered the girl. Interesting. Interesting. And so I'm just like captivated by it. I like a bit of a thriller and a mystery. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so she like has like a broken windpipe. She can barely talk, but she is like enamored by this guy. And like, he is so fascinated by her. And so I'm probably going to finish that like today or tomorrow. Okay. Interesting. What are you going to start next? I don't know what I'm going to start next. This is the thing. I said it like all of last month. I did not touch a single arena book. Like I have the whole series. I have not touched <laughs> a single arena book. And I have not read the new Emily Henry book. I might finish Crimson River and then go into Emily Henry. Because this is also my thing. I'm going to the beach soon. I have a lot of hardcover books I need to knock out. I'm not going to the beach with the Chantel Tessier hardcover book. I think you should. Full send. Full send. <laughs> I think that is what I might bring the Renex to have the discrete covers. Because mm. I'm going with like other people. You're also going on like a friend beach trip and you don't really read a lot on a friend beach trip. You only read a lot on personal or family beach trips. But see, I don't really go in the ocean. Like okay. I'm going ankle deep. Do you see all these things about sharks? Yeah, there was no. literally a great white shark at Hilton Head what catch me on the sand my problem is that i'm such an ocean girly but i have such a crippling fear and anxiety of sharks <laughs> so i think that that's what i'm gonna do that will be let's i think i'm gonna finish crimson river and i will read happy place by emily henry because she's about to knock out another book like emily i think henry another does book not miss, is, in my no. personal opinion and then lj and park huntington are coming out with the second book I didn't know this. Yes. So I was just like, I got to get gotta get on it. You do have to get on it. I feel like you haven't been in a slump. You've just been real slowed down. Real slowed down. Because I, th- I think I've been saying a lot of girls, because last year I read 163 books. This year, I'm like, I think at 30 at this point. But I think it's not just me. I think a lot of, because the books last year were hitting. Mm. They really were. This year, they're kind of not really hitting. I will say I've read some really good books this year, but I've also read a lot of fantasy books this year, which have been really good, which you don't read. I don't think the dark romance books have been hitting the way that they were last year. I'll give you that. Yeah. Meanwhile, my screenshots, like my camera roll, nothing but screenshots from TikTok and Instagram. I have so much on my TBR right now. It is overwhelming. Like when I go to start a book, I have so many fucking choices. I don't know what to do. I'm just overwhelmed with choices. Are you still doing audiobooks? Um, I am. So I got to figure that out too, because I have a credit that's just like burning a hole in my pocket. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what I'm going to pick. And then that last week I finished Fate of a Royal, which is by Megan Brandy and someone else. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's interesting. Ends on a cliffhanger. I think. I don't even fucking remember. To be honest, like it was one of those that I read and I was like, okay, I, I didn't hate it. Like it was fine, but on to the next one then we read broken beauty which i still haven't given a rating because i don't know how the fuck to feel i don't know where to put either (laughs) so it was interesting i think that we'll have like a good discussion on it because i'm like what (laughs) like what just happened what did we just read but i truly have so many options of what i'm gonna get into next couldn't even tell you where i'm headed off on my next adventure my goal is to come back when we record next week with having read two books. Okay. Is one of those going to be Crimson River or like two new books? I think Crimson River and another book. Okay. Not the because... one that we're talking about next week. No problem. <laughs> okay. I support you. Either way, I just wanted to like set my expectations. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, oh, I have news. I have book-related news. Let me pull it up. I wonder if you saw this. Tessa Bailey is releasing two books. So she has a fucking Christmas book coming out in October, which I'm elated about. And then she has a golf book, which I am so fucking hyped for, coming out February 6th. And then she said that she has something probably coming out in between the two. I think it's a hockey novella. There is also a New Year's Eve hockey novella nestled in between these two releases, but I don't have a cover yet. More to come on that. 
I think I'm definitely going to read the golf book. We have there we have not encountered one golf book. I want a golf book and I want a tennis book. Those are the things that I'm really requesting from the universe at the moment. Yeah. And I really think he would make an awesome tennis book is either Mariana Zapata or Lauren Asher. So one of the girlies. One of the girls. You know, you know that Mariana Zapata would crush a tennis book. Yeah, I have a book by her that is on my TBR. I have a hard copy of it. I'm going to have to get real deep in the TBR before I pull up Mariana Zapata because I know that I'm not getting spice until at least chapter 74. Yes. And I'm just not willing to do that at this point in my life. I just like all roads lead to um, her all like the roads lead to here book. And then the wall of Winnipeg in me just altered my brain chemistry by her. For sure. Altered it. It's what I needed at the time, but I don't know if it's what I need now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I want a sad book. Oh, can't relate. <laughs> something that just like hits me in the gut. I have that book that you you read the duet, like in the other life, and then in the next life. Ooh, that was good. Did you order hard copies of those? I did. I strive to be like you and just like get a whiff that something might be good. You're like, you know what? Buy it now on Amazon. Let me ship that bad boy right here. <laughs> Yeah, I have to um really go through my T-bar before I can order any more um, hard copies. <laughs> I just made Seth buy me this Kindle. So I think she and I are going to be hanging out for a little bit. <laughs> I think I want to do. I think I want to wait and like not really buy any books. And then do like the 27 books for your 27th birthday. Oh, that so would try be to fun. Read, like all my TBR or like in November, uh, like in December, like 24 books for 2024 doing something like that you love a like themed number countdown (laughs) don't you (laughs) you know it would be such a good idea oh my god I'm giving all of the boyfriends this idea now and partners whoever what if instead of what the fuck is the name of that thing advent calendar yes instead of an advent calendar it was books every day okay how about I text Seth you text Alex. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Telepathy in this bitch. Because obviously they're not going to know what to buy. Seth is going to buy me a fucking World War II book. I don't want to read that shit. So we're going to have to give them lots of advice. Maybe okay. you should make a wish list and send it to them. And you have like 50 on there and they can pick the ones that they want. Ooh. Okay, girlies. I am... I know that it's July. I am so excited for Christmas. It's I'm going to be like, here before you know it. I'm getting like little Christmas TikToks that I'm like looking at my tree when I go outside. Because y'all know November 1st is what starts Christmas for me. So my <laughs> countdown is officially on. Less than four months. Maybe I'll read like a little Christmas book to give me this Okay, we are going to get into this week's read, which is Broken Beauty by Ketley Allison. Ketley Allison has always been a romantic at heart. That passion ignited when she realized she could put those dreams into words and her soul into characters. She moved to New York to attend law school, but most of that time was spent sitting in coffee shops and wine bars thinking of her next book. Books by Allison include the Briarcliff Secret Society series, Cruel Promise, and Home for Always. Today we meet Clover and Broken Booty. Bro- I always, I've said Broken Booty so many times. <laughs> Today we meet Clover and Broken Beauty and are taken on a ride. Ain't that the fucking truth? It really is a ride. So we don't have a dedication this week, so getting into the plot review. Clover attends Titan Falls, which is a school with a past, and hides some of the toughest crimin- criminals that no one knows about. Clover is obsessed with summoning the witch of Titan Falls, Sarah Anderson, to find out about her and to solve the mystery of what happened to her daughter. While Clover's mission is to solve this mystery, four men of Titan Falls have made Clover their mission. When Clover realizes that she's getting close to the treasure when bloody trinkets are left by her door, she learns that the four men are also looking for this treasure. Despite all five of them looking for the same treasure, Clover experiences very same relationships with the men who are fascinated by her, but terrified of her brother. 
This book is steamy, dark academia with a cliffhanger that leaves you itching for more. I finished this book a full 24 hours ago. I'm still not really sure how to rate it, how to feel. I really liked some parts of it. Other parts, I was like, what the fuck? So I think I'm going to give it like three and a half to four stars. I really enjoyed the dark academia vibes, but I feel like this was so much buildup, but not enough backstory. And we're missing like a lot of information. And I have a lot of questions. We really get to know Clover, Professor Morgan, and Xavier, but I wanted more Rio and Rossi, obviously. So I'm just like, I have a lot of, I have a lot more questions than I do answers. At the end of this, I learned that Arden and Tempest already have their own book. So maybe that explains where some of the backstory is missing because we got like absolutely nothing about Clover's family or how they're tied to the mafia or who like we got none of that so I'm guessing that a lot of that backstory was in their book was Clover a little weird for sure but hearing her talk about her items after Minnie destroyed them made me like her and feel for her so much more like to know that she I I mean like being witchy is kind of like your own religion and I'm not a super religious person but I feel like that gets you through really tough times and she talked about like her crystals and her tarot cards and her witchy stuff is like a really safe place that she turned to when she was struggling and to know that like this bitch took it away from her for absolutely no reason really crushed me one thing on many before I move on it is absolutely killing me inside that I don't know what they carved into her. What the fuck does it say? Why did we not learn what it says that was carved into her? I just like, why leave that out? I want to know so bad. The second book in a, in a series is pretty much always the best. I think it's like always superior to the first. So I'm excited to see what comes next as she finishes this duology I also love a little treasure hunt. So watching Clover run circles around these dudes and actually connect clues like a detective was really fun. I also really liked the overall concept of the vultures being mafia rejects and then wanting to break free from their ties. Couple of side notes. I low-key could not stand Arden or Tempest. So I wonder if like you're supposed to read their books so that you hate them less because I was so fucking annoyed with everything about them. I think that they can fuck right off. When she notices Rossi has tattoos under his shirt and she thinks, I cock my head in wonder, what would this man tattoo on himself? Skulls, a do not disturb script, fuck off and die with a smiley face emoji. That was funny. And then here's my boy breakdown. I am both scared and turned on by Morgan. I am mostly just scared of Rio and I am mostly just turned on of Rossi. And I am very much confused of how Xavier fits into this little equation at all so those are my basic thoughts so I also agree about I just do not like Arden and Tempt and like this is my thing with this kind of book this needs to be like a first book like there doesn't need to be a book before this book does that make sense it does like how how a reverse harem that is brother's best friend and brother's boss and brother's enemy. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, like, this should have been the first book. Have the cliffhanger. Honestly, like, it could have just been longer and just all been one book. And then have the separate books about the side characters. Is how I feel. I gave it, I think I'm giving it four stars. I love the dark academia vibe of this book. And the mafia rejects aspect with the vultures being kind of like another division of the mafia being the rejects kind of remind me of like the Ravenhood from the Ravenhood trilogy. Like they're kind of doing their own thing. I liked Clover and I liked how she embraced her quirkiness and her obsession with finding more about Sarah Anderson and the daughter. Like she was so committed to find, like she was just like, like, um, is it Carmen Diaz? Like where in the world is, um, remember that game? Like where in the world is Carmen Diaz? That's really not ringing a bell for me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I like that she was, like, being, like, a detective and trying to find more about, like, this mystery. And I do feel bad that she was being kept in the dark about so much about the vultures and, like, what they do. I just don't really think that that's fair. Like, I feel – I almost felt bad. Like, I felt bad for Clover at times because you had the mean girls who were picking at her. You had her brother, like, always watching over her and, like, her being left in the dark. 
when she is like proven that she is like a strong woman and that she is capable of doing stuff. I love a hunt. We all know that. And I like that this book had a treasure hunt that made me immediately like it. And I think it was dark academia done just right with like a little bit of the spookiness, the dark aspect. But I do think that there are too many loose ties that could have been tied in this book instead of waiting for the next book or just have like maybe like a tiny novella as a prequel, just something. I just felt that it was just too much at once, which is like loose ties. And then I felt like this book could almost be realistic in a way, like spooky school, trying to solve a mystery. You have this group of like bad guys. Like I would like, like to teach out of college like this. And I do agree that Arden sucks. She was just a side character. I did not want to root for and Clover did deserve, like, a better best friend than her. But I like that Clover always, like, when the girls were being mean to her and they pushed her down the stairs, she stood up for herself. Like, she was just, like, and everybody's saying that, oh, you're not going to solve this mystery. And she's, like, watch me. Like, I'm going to do it. My boy breakdown is Rio and Xavier, um, Rio and Morgan are my two favorites. Rosie reminded me of that creepy professor from Harry Potter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Snape right now? Is yes. that what we're doing? No. Yes. yes. Immediately reminded me of Snape. <laughs> Xavier gave me the ick immediately. So. Interesting. Okay. Fair maiden? No. <laughs> no. Interesting. We have very different takes on this. So that's unique. Here's Professor my... Snape. Yeah. He, I cannot believe that you just fucking caught up <laughs> Professor Snape like that, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, here's my question. I feel like most reverse harems, they are friends or they are like friendly enemies. I cannot, for the fucking life of me, figure out how these five people are going to live in one home and share a a shower schedule. Like, you know what I mean? All the reverse harem questions that I normally have. I cannot figure it out with these group of people. Like, you have an age gap, you have a psychopath, you have a professor. I'm just like a lot going on. This is a lot going on. <laughs> it really is. That's I think another reason why I did not give this five stars is because I don't think that this is the ideal reverse harem setup. Like it was just too many. Well, especially not if one of them gave you the ick and the other one was fucking Severus Snape. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I don't understand how you saw Snape as Professor Rossi. Did you have like the dark academia vibe? Spooky. No. No. <laughs> also, my thoughts on Arden and Tempest. There are certain situations where I feel like a brother's best friend is not okay. And this is one of those situations. Yeah. Because she's completely left alone. She has no one else. No one's telling her anything. And you are just fucking around with her brother riding off into the sunset. Like, I just feel like that's really unfair. And there are times where a brother's best friend could be great. Or is it sister's best friend? Whatever. But like... yeah. This is not one of those times, I don't think. No, it could have been an... Un- I think it could have been an unnecessary detail. And I understand because their book came first and that's why you had to have this detail. But that goes again where I think that this could have been, it's a, this could have been a standalone. Maybe yeah, have a novella, a novella come out later about Arden and Tempest. But they did not need to have that big of a role in this book. Because it also confuses me because if their book is finished... This shit is not finished. They were fighting. They were, like, not on the same page. They were not happily ever after. Like, how how is that book finished? I have questions. And also, I don't like Arden's attitude towards Clover trying to find the witch and, like, that yeah. stuff. Like, we will always root each other on, and like, no matter how crazy we're, like, what we're trying to do. But she's had a really stinky attitude about, like, what Arden, like, what um, Clover wanted to do. I agree. If your friend wants to be a, a witch and summon other people, like, you support her. <laughs> like, that's just what we're doing. Yeah. Support your homies, especially if she's supporting you fucking her brother. The least you could do is support her Please. being passionate about something. I agree. Okay. Well, we got on a little tangent. Clearly, we have a lot of thoughts. I would like to get into the spice 
because the spice was spicing and I gave the this two peppers I'm giving it two peppers it have the potential to be close to four to five stars you know that the second book though is going to be like a solid three to five pepper range yeah this book was big praise kink book all the good girls big one I'd like to talk about two scenes specifically the first scene when her and Xavier first meet and they're basically like they do it outside she like goes to the bar because she's like really if her brother finds out she's ever talking to a man he's gonna be dead so she goes to this bar meets the guy doesn't know who it's Xavier just thinks it's a guy passing by and they like immediately like have sex outside and um she goes Xavier doesn't relent gripping my hips and sliding all the way out and then slamming into me Xavier good goes fuck that's good do it again claw me dig into your clit bring us into the best kind of sin baby which I think that line is so hot especially with his little British accent mm-hmm. and then the classroom scene so we all know Professor Morgan has a thing for Clover Xavier walks in and Morgan gets jealous immediately because he feels like there's some kind of tension going on like because nobody's supposed to know that Clover and Xavier have hooked up and so they're walking out and he Xavier is like oh have you ever like slept with Professor Morgan they're having this argument and he like drags her into the classroom and he edges her on for 30 minutes my dream yeah Lots it's good to have dreams you know <laughs> <laughs> always can dream always can dream lots of oral I will retweet that I have two scenes to talk about, and it's great because they're the two scenes that you didn't talk about. So the first one is the not threesome threesome, where Rossi is calling the shots from the side while he strokes himself, and Rio is fucking her. Um, And Rossi says, then do the same as your oath to me, Rio, and bow to her, which is fucking hot. Not if you're picturing Severus Snape doing it, but I was picturing this like Henry Cavill lookalike. So it was different for me. And then Rio says, I want to hear you say it. Dirty your mouth some more for us, Lucky. And she says, my pussy. He's like, where do you want it? And she's like, you know, down there. And he's like, no, I want to hear you say it. Dirty your mouth for us. And then he says, good, good girl. I praise before I take her pussy in my mouth and drive my tongue inside her, staring at Rossi while I do it. That's fucking hot. Again, her and Morgan in the basement. I am very turned on, but very scared of <laughs> Professor Morgan. He scares the shit out of me. So I got it up to the blood because the blood, I was I was tapping out. I was not into it anymore. <laughs> But she says, he arches into my grip with a groan, cursing in Latin, as if appealing to whatever he worships will save him from me. I smile before opening my mouth to take him in. No one's ever seen me as a devil. I'm always the angel, the princess with clean hands. It feels good to get dirty, to blow my hot professor in a hidden basement and make him beg me to give him what he wants. That's fucking hot. The power she held. She held so much power. So much power. He says, you are so naughty. That pretty mouth is getting so dirty for me. Yes, little leaf, get filthy for me. Kneel in my circle, become mine. <laughs> how do you go to class the next day? Like, how does she Happily. say? <laughs> I'm skipping. <laughs> skipping my way to class. And then it, she's, like, asking, they're, like, trying to solve some mystery, obviously. And she's, like, well, what do I get if I tell you X, Y, Z? And he says, crawl to me and I'll show you. I'm crawling to class the next day. Like, that's what I'm doing. That is so fucking hot. Like, she had the power to bring these men to their knees. Because, you know, no, like, nobody's saying that to the person unless they're not, like, a goner for them. Yeah, they were all very obsessed with her. So I'm glad that we set that up, right? Like, they're all obsessed with her. And they most of them know it. And most of them know that the others know that they're obsessed with her. I just can't figure out how they're all going to, like, live together. How are these people going to become one family? No, I don't know. You know, I don't understand the endings of Reverse Harem. And <laughs> I just really can't picture this one. And this is the thing. 
I don't know if I'm going to read the second book or not. I'm going to have I'm going to have to read the second book. I can't just not know. See, I I might or might just forget, but you have to let me know <laughs> when it's out. I wonder when it's going to come out. Because the haunting and hunting Adeline, I had both of them back to back. So I just picked up the next read. See, and I just never read the second one of hunting Adeline. I just was like, you know what? This was good enough for the first one for me. And that was fine. I personally think that this book was like, let me take hunting Adeline, haunting Adeline, Den of Vipers, put it together. Yes. And maybe this is, I think this also could be my issue with why I'm having such a hard time reading this year. Because some of these books, like Den of Vipers, have ruined reverse harems for me. Because I just compare every all of reverse harems to Den of Vipers. That's fair. This did have major Den of Vipers vibes for me. It did. I felt it like did. the characters were there. And I think that the second book will be so spicy because it was really just setting you up for the whole spice. Yeah. I haven't read a really good reverse harem in a while. Maybe I'll add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I, I know Sarah Kate is coming out with new books and her books just really hit. So her books are so fucking spicy. You want to get into the discussion questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so, so <laughs> Of course, with the reverse harem, we have to rank the boys. So Sav, give us your ranking. Okay. Rossi for me is at the top. Okay. And and we're ranking them individually, not as how they'd play into a group. Yes. Right. Rossi, Xavier, Professor Morgan, and then Rio. Or Rio and then Professor Morgan. But they're three and four for sure. Yours is about to be flipped. <laughs> I have at first I have Rio, second I have Morgan, then Rossi, and then Xavier. I still like Xavier just like gives me the ick. I don't know what it is about Xavier, but I just got the ick. Maybe it's because he's too nice. <laughs> the others are just like. He's giving Golden Retriever to me, and I like that. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> in, a, in a dark romance book, I do not want a Golden Retriever. You got to have someone there to like cut the tension a little bit, and he was the tension cutter for me. That is true. Rio? Okay. Have you ever seen. Have you ever seen um, Wedding Crashers with Owen Wilson and Ben Vaughn? You know the boy who paints in the... (laughs) (laughs) That's how I pictured Rio. And I couldn't unsee it and I was done. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay. So after ranking the boyfriends, we have to rank the nicknames in those books. So sad. Give us your ranking. Did I get the nicknames right? Because you said that yeah. Xavier called her something else. So, okay. Xavier called her my maiden. Is it Moonlight Maiden? No. Because all the stuff I have from Xavier highlighted, I have my maiden. Okay. And then we don't have a nickname from Rossi, right? No. Okay. So the nicknames are as follows. My Maiden from Xavier, Lucky from Rio, and Little Leaf from Professor Morgan. Okay, first is Lucky, second is My Little Leaf, and third is My Maiden. I, for some reason, thought that he called her a Moonlight Goddess. If he calls her a Moonlight Goddess, I'm into it. (laughs) I can be into a Moonlight Goddess. Lucky is number one. Moonlight Goddess would be number two. Little Leaf is the number two. Maiden is at the bottom, regardless of how it pans out. Yeah, my Maiden, I'm just like... Bye. I have to make a confession. Oh my god. (laughs) so scared. This is fucking embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Do you remember when Seth and I watched... Game of Thrones in like three months. <laughs> you remember when that was my obsession? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then I called each other my lord and my lady around the house for like two and a half months. Goodbye. Really Goodbye. 
That's really icky in hindsight. But he got really into it, and so I was just continuing to do it. Goodbye. That's my embarrassing confession of the day. You're welcome. My boyfriend uses, like, my little for a lot. Like, if he tells us something, I was like, oh, I'll, like, research it. He goes, oh, my little researcher. Um, Everybody knows I'm a little stuffy in my nose. So he bought me Breathe Right strips. He was like, my little Breathe Right strips. He takes it too far at times. Breathe Right strip. I do that too. Everything to me is like a little. So I respect Alex for that. I respect the hustle. But I love, I love Lucky. I like that one a lot. I liked Lucky. That was a cute nickname. It was. My little leaf was like, you know, a little dark and creepy because Morgan was a little dark and creepy. Okay, um, I have one, but not write it down. How do you think this is going to end? Okay, I was going to ask that question too. Like, what do you think happens next? Yeah. Okay, when you say end, do you mean what happens next? Like, what's the start of book two? Or do yes. you mean what's the end of book two? No, what do you think is going to start book two? Okay, I've been trying to figure out who I think kidnaps her. Because I don't actually think that sister's in danger. I think that it's like Rossi or someone has kidnapped her. I think Xavier kidnaps her. She was with Xavier. I think he plans it. <gasps> I think he plans it because I think that is what's supposed to him being like that golden retriever energy. It's supposed to trick us. I also had a thought when I was reading this yesterday of like the three of them, Xavier, Rossi, and Rio could be fine in a reverse harem with her. Yes. I can't picture Morgan in the fray with everybody so what if they kill him or he dies that was my potential thought you do like when the characters get killed i love a death of the character i think xavier is a little sneaky sneak because that we're trying to figure out where xavier fits into this and i just don't see it being rio and i don't see it being the professor I could see it being in the professor and I could also seeing it see it being Morgan and maybe him setting her up and then he gets ratatod and he's done. He's out of the harem. I could see somebody getting ratatod. The the chemistry is just off. You know what I mean? So I like someone's got to go. Cuz like they do kill people. Someone's either got to go or we've got to have a life altering moment that makes them a little more peaceful. There is going to be a plot twist. There has to be, like, a major plot twist happening. What if it starts off, it really is just, like, the mafia took her? That would be so basic. <laughs> like, what if Arden had a thing in her in her disappearance? No. That would because be so you, fucked up. Because you were like, this book, they're fighting and stuff. That usually doesn't happen when they have already had their book with their happy ending. Mm. So what if Arden ends up being a little twisted? Which is why she gets attention in this book. You know, I wouldn't yeah. hate that. It would actually give more depth to Arden, and I would actually enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. Or I can also see Tempest being the one to kidnap her and, like, try and take her away and send her home. That could be it. Because he's always watching her. He always knows her next move. I really think that her brother's a piece of shit. You cannot convince yeah. me otherwise. No, Tempest sucks. I think that she's going to find the jewels. Duh. Yeah, she has to. She's like a little detective. So she's going to find the jewels. And I think that they are going to buy themselves out of the mafia and like get a nice little island somewhere and settle down. Interesting. But do you think this is where I get, okay. Do you think that if they, you know, they buy a little island, they're hanging out. Does the brother and his girlfriend come too? So imagine being the brother and you're on an island with your sister and her four fucking boyfriends. (laughs) Like That's so weird. No, maybe they like separate sides of the world, private island, and like they sometimes meet in the middle. Like you have a brother and I have a brother. Can you imagine? No, no, no. (laughs) I can't. That's like something I'm telling you. Something the second book is going to start with the biggest plot twist. Her dad maybe kidnapped her. Somebody's got to. In this segment, to come quickly, our favorite segment, we are going to picture our favorite men of this book. I'm picking Rio. Rio, to me, is like six foot six, six foot seven. He has like the black hair that's a little bit longish in the front 
and like short in the back. And he wears a navy blue suit, white mm-hmm. button down, few buttons are uncollared. He is the quiet one, but he's the most calculated. Nothing gets by Rio. He drinks coffee black. Drinks coffee black. He reads. He has a library with a fireplace. Loves a good board game. But like he, you guys will have the hottest sex with Rio. And he'll kill people who touch you. He probably kills people on the side. And if he was going to have any book character that's like his twin, it will be vicious. This is how I picture it. I hate you. Here's my eyes as you're talking about this person that you are picturing. So we can see. See, now Rio is bringing me flowers. I don't know what that man is bringing anybody. We're going to have to put graphics on the Instagram so people can see our forbidden fan cast. We should do this episode with no content. Since <laughs> Professor Snape is this guy. Okay, well, I'm going to pick Rossi. So I picture him as, like, Henry Cavill type. I think that he would be the type that's going to wear, like, tan pants and maybe suspenders with, like, a white button down. You know what I mean? Like, old school style. He has, like, the gun holster in the side of the suspenders, which I'm into. I think that he drinks cold brew coffee and in lectures and stuff. He's, like, so well-respected. And he's, like, pacing back and forth. He's very thoughtful. I think that he smells like like leather and maybe like a nice, you know, the smell of like an old book, but not like a musty smell, like the way that the pages smell mixed in with leather. And I think that he carries a briefcase and he has glasses that he has to wear to read. Like when he's in bed reading at night, he totally reads. I think that's all I've got for Rossi. I think about all these men drive nice cars. Ooh, and they're all clean. drive sports cars. Yeah, leather and kind of have that like ashy, not ash, not ashy. It's not like a good smell, like a dark kind of. There's like a scent, amber, like a dark mm. amber wood kind of smell. They think, they don't have drivers; they're driving themselves. They're driving themselves. I can also see them in like a G wagon or like an old. early 2000s Land Rover that's like really nice Mm -hmm. I feel like Rossi would want to take me camping like that's the vibe that I'm getting like sexy camping professor yeah Rio's taking me to like a candlelit wine Italian dinner where he's like booked the whole restaurant he's taking you there for When we read a reverse harem, we like the complete opposite people. It's good. Keeping it consistent. As you all know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid has four levels. So at the bottom, you have ultimate friends with benefits. You'd try it once, maybe tell your friends, maybe sneak away in the middle of the night and not tell a single soul. Then you have meet the family. Doesn't necessarily mean that this person is your forever. You'd be down to like long-term date them for a while. You could bring them home for Thanksgiving and like get really nice Christmas presents with them, but maybe not a ring. Then we have white picket fence. This is the person that you want to settle down with. You could have a nice life with them. Red door, white picket fence, two kids and a labradoodle. And then at the top of the top, we have God tier. We've had a lot of God tier men recently. I think the streak has ended. I can feel it within us today that it's ended. But not everybody can be God tier. These are the best of the best. We have God tier houses, as we like to call them. We give them roommates. <laughs> it's very scientific. So, um, where are you putting? Are we putting? I cannot put all of these people on my boyfriend pyramid. I can't do it. I think I can do it. <laughs> Because they're all going to Ultimate Friends with Benefits, but Rio's going to go into God tier. You're putting Rio (laughs) in God tier? (laughs) When you were saying, we think the God tier streak has ended, I was like, "Mm, Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. My God tier streak has for sure ended. Um, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Rossi and Xavier at Meet the Family. And I'm putting... Morgan at Ultimate Friends with Benefits. I am scared of Rio. I would do it one time, but one time only, one night only. That's what he's getting from me. 
Would you tell your friends? No. <laughs> I don't think so. That's like a diesel situation. Like, I'll do it once. I'm sneaking away in the middle of the night. But here's the deal. If I don't know if Rio is diesel or if Professor Morgan is diesel. Or if Professor they're both Morgan. diesel. No, Professor Morgan is diesel. Because the blood. There was a lot of blood. But he was hot. I was into it. <laughs> Rio just scared me a little. I don't know. He was stalking. You love a stalker. I don't know personally how I feel about a stalker. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I did like him. As soon as he was outside of her tree on the window, perched up, stalking her every move, I was like, oh, Emily's going to love it. <laughs> so that's sometimes I like about reverse harems is that like we both like very different things, but reverse harem will have something for both of us. You get it all. You get a little taste of everything. And next week we have the complete opposite. <laughs> we both like kind of a dark kick though. We did. I need a little light in my life. So next week we are going to get a little soccery because I want to read some soccer romance because of the World Cup. I am so deep into the Women's World Cup. I love watching Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe and all of the cool girlies on TikTok share what they're doing. They're doing little dances. I'm obsessed with them. So we are going to read First Flight Final Fall by C.W. Farnsworth, which is a soccer romance to get you in the spirit, whoever you are cheering for. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode and this book. And we'll see you guys next week. We haven't read this book. I also feel like I had to put that disclaimer. We have not. So we could hate it and not do it. But here we are. <laughs> Bye. Bye.